from Destroy the Hairdresser. I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached. So I walked in the apartment before we started recording and Sid was watching Baby Mama, which is one of my favorite movies. It's a good movie. I needed, you know how sometimes you just need to like not think and like zone out? Sometimes you just need Tina Fey. Absolutely. That's what I was doing. I was like, you know what? I ran, I went for a run. And then I came back and I was like, Tina Fey. (laughs) I was like going to see what I did. (laughs) But it was so good. I've been, this week has been absolutely insane. You've done a lot of cool stuff though. Yeah, my mom was in town, um, which was really cool because the last time she was in town was a few, like two years ago when I first moved here and it was a mess. <laughs> She's like, everything was Oh, just... what did she say? I didn't, I, you never told me what she said about... Oh my God, she absolutely loves our place and the area and everything. Yeah, she loves it. Did she comment on our plants? Yep, she loved the plants because my mom has a green thumb like you. Mm-hmm. She loved the plants and she was actually surprised that they were all alive. And I said, well, I haven't touched a single one because I'm not allowed. <laughs> the one I did try to take care of stopped growing and then I give it to you and it's like 10 feet tall. So <laughs> so we we she was in town. I took her to the World Trade Center. And Which is really just like our go-to move. Yes, but and then it after never that, gets old. <laughs> after that, I'm like, what do you guys want to do? Yeah, I'm like, go home now. We're done. <laughs> we went to the World Trade Center. And for those of you listening that have never been there, if you come to New York, you have to do it. Um, it is such a cool experience. And we, we went up the elevator and she was like, like. You can't tell them what happened. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> we went up the elevator and she was like, you know, uh, amazed and then we you know we get up there and like when she saw the view like she just started crying and I was just like mom like stop that which made me emotional yeah and then I started to tear up and I'm like why are we crying (laughs) but it was so great and uh then I had friend I had a friend in town a childhood friend in town and then worked all week been on set all week and now you have your secret gf in town I do that you never talk about that no one knows my secret gf yeah your girlfriend? Oh, I've talked about it before. Yeah? Yeah. A few times, maybe. Anybody listening, if I have not talked about her before, let me know. I think she would have told us. Um, no, she's in town for the next next month. <clears throat> so that's exciting. So exciting for you mm-hmm. and her. But what about you? What's exciting <laughs> in your life? Um, nothing. Oh my gosh, what's exciting? I work with the Tonys, and I, we before we started... Recording, I, we couldn't remember if I mentioned it, but I didn't think that I did. But Mention I got it again. It's an honor. I got to work at the Tonys with um, Mr. Groban. It was good. I got to meet and see a lot of people backstage. Uh, they had like one changing room. <laughs> I was gonna say you saw a lot of naked people. Yeah, it one changing room. So like people were just like a lot of the um, a lot of the people that were nominated were performing. Josh being one of them, and. Um, the kid from Dear Evan Hansen. I want to see that so bad. What's his name? I have no idea. <laughs> I can see his little eyes. Ben Platt. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He was in... Um... Pitch Perfect? Yes! Yeah. He was. So Ben Platt was there. He was there. the magician. Um, and the guy from uh, Girls, who's in Book of Mormon. Elliot. Yeah. What's well, his... I don't know his real name. Ooh, I can't remember his real name. Um, he was backstage. The guy from Frasier. I also don't know his name. Younger in... little brother. Yeah, it was in Hello Dolly. It was really, and like everyone was like warming up and changing, and it was like, it was definitely a New York moment of like, 
like, holy shit, like, I'm backstage. Yeah, why people. am I here? I'm at the Tonys, <laughs> and I'm with all these people. Everyone's running like, around in their underwear. It was, just, it was kind of surreal. It was a really great experience. If you look at my Instagram, there's some red carpet. There's a red carpet photo on there, which was really nice. He looked great. Yeah, you did great. Really fun. I'm proud. So proud. It's weird doing, like, doing these things and having these experiences. There's such a high that, like, you don't know. You're like, just because you've done something and other people think it's cool, it could be the end, right? Like, yeah, I might never do the Tonys again. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you're building your career, you're building your career. And it's like, yeah, you're building, but the, ironically, those things don't build. Yeah. They really The don't. relationships do, but like, doing the Tonys, no one cares that you yeah. worked. They're like, big deal. I've done the Tonys six times. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's, it's just interesting. It's an interesting thing. That Midler gave a speech if anyone watched um, the Tonys on TV. I like the She won Best Actress. The President of the United States. And then Kevin Spacey came out. Yeah. <laughs> As Frank Underwood. No, yeah. it's really good. But um, Bette Midler had a speech. They have, so apparently you have 49, I believe you have 49 seconds for your speeches. And Bette Midler was in the middle of hers. And usually they start playing the music when you have... You've gone over, long. yeah. And she just like was like, "Stop the music! I'm not done talking." <laughs> and it actually like went over. They had to like cut time out of other things, but <laughs> it, and you can see it live on TV. Everyone that that, that watched it told me they saw it, so that was kind of cute. Um, but great comment was great comment was nominated for twelve Tonys, and I think they walked away with a handful, but they didn't walk away with all of all them. twelve. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's not unusual. They usually don't walk away with all twelve. Hamilton, I think, was that's one of the things that made Hamilton a big deal. Was I think they won all the nominations that they had gotten. Apparently, Hamilton's really hard to get into. Apparently, it's been hard <laughs> to get into for like the last five years. Yeah, <laughs> the Ridiculous. cheapest ticket right now is five hundred dollars. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Mm-hmm. No, it was a really great experience. And it's funny because we're talking about something that happened a couple of weeks ago, but we had. A really cool guest on our last podcast. I know, yeah. So the Tonys it. were a long time ago at this point. But <laughs> He's talking so about one. the Tonys 2004. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, no, I just wanted to, it was a fun thing. I had to talk about it. Absolutely. But, um, no, and then since then, I got to work with someone very special that you and I know. Mm-hmm. No one else really cares. But um, it's funny. So I've been doing a lot of nice, intimate things that yeah. I can't really like talk about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Which I kind of enjoy that too. There's a level of like secrecy in your when as you keep growing, growing your your career, it's like Josh is my cool client. He is, and then I have all these other uh, the, that like I, I, I want to be his like best friend. He's lovely. <laughs> We're going to the show on Thursday. I'm taking Sarah. That's awesome, and uh, it's gonna be so much fun. Beautiful. That'll be my last time seeing them before he goes on vacation. It's funny because I have always done makeup like as long as I've known you like mm-hmm. it's been like my side thing it's your side check my side check and this week um you guys will get to meet him uh our really good friend Victor asked me to assist him and he is a uh famous makeup artist Victor Haneo and you will get to like hear all about it he's I, he's actually kind of nervous to be on the podcast but which makes it so much more exciting because I know everybody's gonna love him He's but so professional. It's going to be it's so great. fun to watch. And, you know, I he brought me on set with him to, like, help him out. And it was, it's was it been such a, like, different experience than, like, doing hair on, you know, for shoots and stuff like that. And then watching the hairstylist while I, like, 
I'm with him on the makeup side. You know, yeah. just just watching the hairstylist, it's just weird to be. It had to be a weird feeling on the you, other side. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. But we got to you know do really cool things with his. Because I'm sure he will think like you're a makeup artist. Yeah, that's okay. I feel like I'm secret. Like, <laughs> you got to meet some people, or yeah, um, we did a breast BCRF um, uh, video. Was it was um, promoting right. BCRF and one of the That's girls oh breast cancer refund research, <laughs> research foundation breast cancer research foundation not a refund um <laughs> and um one of the girls from orange is new black uh her name's emma she um she was there and she was so cool and she was so great and um yeah i've just been having fun on set with victor all week and I cannot wait for you guys to meet him. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. So all of your tell all your makeup artist friends the next episode. I know. Will be makeup I artist oriented. Makeup artist oriented. I love it. So we do have a email to read, mm-hmm. and this is going to kind of take us into um, a topic that kind of really hits home for like everybody that's going to be listening to this podcast. So. Um, I know this this topic has affected Kayla, but it's affected me, and it's definitely affected this girl, uh, hair by Nicole Rains. So Nicole says, and Nicole's from New Zealand, and she says that I've been listening to you guys every morning on my way to work. I'm a New Zealand hairstylist. However, today I had a really shitty client. Just wondering how you deal with a client who is never happy with what you do, even though it's even though it's similar to the photo they had seen on Pinterest. But yet, they keep booking it with you. How do you break up with these clients? She's also really intense, and she's got an attitude. <laughs> and a lot of it. Help. This client is a disaster. Thanks. And she left all the kissy emojis. I want to say, first off, I love that she said, how do you deal with it? Why are you dealing with it? <laughs> that's, that's the issue. That's the question you need to ask yourself. Why are you dealing with it? People, you need to take responsibility. For getting yourself into these situations. Absolutely. We call these hostage situations. So, Nicole, you have to take responsibility because you've put yourself into this situation. Yeah. And we'll tell you what we mean. This scenario is called a hostage situation. Caleb and I use this. This is the number one issue that we have that with our That salon owners have with their clients or their staff. And hairdressers have with their clients or their bosses. You can, Everyone feels held hostage. Absolutely. You could be in a hostage situation with your friends, with your family, uh, with your clients, with your boss, with your fucking self. <laughs> yeah. You could be in a hostage situation all the time. I know there's not a single hairstylist out there that does not have a client that they dread coming in. That literally sucks their energy. They mm-hmm. hate it. And you have to ask yourself, why have you allowed it yeah. to continue to happen? And you have to remember that you are an artist and you have worked hard to get to this point in your career and you're letting someone walk in, walk in and sit in your chair and walk all over you. And for what? At what cost? And then complain about it. Yeah. And then complain about it. It's just like, it's like if someone's like, you keep walking into a pole and you're like, this hurts, but you're the one walking into the pole. Right. It just, it yeah, so that's, that's the first step. Identifying the problem. Which is you. Yeah. Okay. Also, how did you attract that client? Why did you allow them to sit in your chair? We all we've also gotten ourselves in situations where we knew this was going to happen. We could feel it in the conversation, and because we wanted the money, which is always a failure, because we wanted the money, 
we took the client, right? Absolutely. It's same with salon owners because we need the money, because we need the staff, because we'll we take anybody. People. We don't, they take any person that comes that needs a job. A dollar is a dollar. And they think that they think that uh, you know because their resume is good or they're recommended or their Instagram is great or they're bringing a full book that like this is the perfect person to hire. Mm-hmm. And the, what hairdressers and creative people and salon owners have a very hard time with is being like oh yeah, I'm actually causing all these things. I'm bringing in the wrong people. I'm taking the wrong money. I'm taking the wrong clients. Like, that's the that's the number one thing that people do wrong. And then, because they do that part wrong, they then go into, like, bitch mode. They're like, oh my god, I, I hate this client, da 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 Or, you know, an employee or an employer will talk, talk negatively about their staff. This person doesn't isn't grateful. This person doesn't respect me. This person doesn't understand how hard, this is my favorite. They don't understand how hard it is to own a business. Okay. <laughs> no. No one does unless yeah. they run a business. Yeah. But you've created these behaviors. You, just, you know, you when you allow people to act a certain, treat you a certain way in the beginning, you can't be mad when they continue to treat you that way. Right? So you teach people how to treat you. So if this person drives you nuts, you know, you're kind of so far into it that you anything you say is going to be you blowing up or being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're, an, if you're a boss... And you haven't dealt with an employee for however many years. And I mean, you have two options. Either you take responsibility, you handle it the right way. Take action. Sit someone down. Listen, I don't think that I'm the stylist for you, but I have someone else. Or if you're a, if you're an employer. And, and we've you, talked about the proper way to fire guests in past podcasts. Yeah. And, this and we is, have articles on it. Yeah, absolutely. Multiple articles Because on it's it. a necessary part you know if you do work for someone it's not always easy to decide if you're allowed to fire clients like that maybe speak to your boss first and say hey i want to get rid of this client from my book they're a little bit abusive um, and maybe abusive. and maybe it, it is um and maybe, they hit me i don't care we need the money can you imagine like don't act like that's not no it's a before. thing i like but i think two employers like with staff it's like first step is still being like okay i've allowed my staff to do whatever they're doing or I've allowed this behavior of this individual and so now you can't just go gun blazing being that person for being who they were absolutely and, they, and they've shown you who they were from the beginning it's like I see a lot of salon owners allow their staff to do all of these things they don't create the habits they don't create the behaviors and then when their staff doesn't do what they want them to do they, they lose their mind. oh my god they flip out and their staff is just like and you know what my favorite thing is salon owners do this thing when shit hits the fan, they go, I wish I could just close my salon and just Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> Every salon owner that I've ever spoken to, <sighs> they want to close their salon and run a chair. And run, and run a chair. Yep. Ridiculous. And yet every hairdresser, not every hairdresser, most hairdressers, I want to own my own place. Yeah. I want to run my own like, place. Like that's going to make it better. So it's, like, it's like running, it's like makes moving me laugh to a different is, state. Well, what makes me laugh is everyone is just, it's grass is always greener syndrome. I want what everyone else looks like they have. Yeah. But when they deal, when they get there and they're like, and they have to deal with the bullshit that everybody else has dealt with, they're like, oh no, I don't want this. I want to go back to the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's bullshit everywhere. Our industry sucks at taking personal responsibility. Everything Absolutely. is everyone else's fault. Clients' fault, bosses' fault, employees' fault. Everything, like everything, is everyone else's fault. So that's like that. It's kind of funny because I think the first step is the entire solution. Mm-hmm. Take responsibility, and, I, and like I honestly think it. the solution like happens after that. You know, I I have students that are in the process of raising their prices. And as they're raising their prices, I've seen um, where their fear comes from because raising prices in the past 
hasn't been successful. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the way that they came out. They are so fearful of their client's reaction that they're coming at their clients like, I raised my prices, your prices are going to be a little higher today. Like, rather than making it a more positive thing, like, this is an exciting thing. Like, if I came at you and I'd be like, Caleb, oh my God, I burnt the stove, I set the house on fire, but it's okay because we get a brand new house. Like, if I said something so exciting, like, you can't help, I know that's extreme, but you can't no, help. No, it's a different thing. You can't help but to be excited for someone else. I think clients forget. Again, it's taking personal responsibility. If you raise your prices, own it. Absolutely. Own it and the fact that you have worked hard for it. And don't explain yourself. This is a really great thing, you know. I've raised my price. I've I've accumulated so many clients that I'm raising my prices this year. I'm able to give myself a raise. And you'll notice people want you to be successful. Absolutely. And the ones that have an issue with it, kindly fire them because they are not the kind of clients that you want. And that's where the hostage situation comes in play, where you are taking clients that you do not want to have. Or my favorite is, like, I raise my price, but all my regular people, I'm going to keep them at the same price. And it's like, so you didn't raise your prices. At all. So all the new people are (laughs) raised. like, this is dumb. Going back to Nicole, you have to fire that client, and you have to do it in a way where you admit to yourself that you knew you were getting yourself in a situation, and every time the situation comes up, I mean, I have learned who not to deal with. Like when someone's in my chair talking to me in circles, I'm like, we're not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And they might be mad, but I don't have to deal with them every month. Yeah. Or ever again. Or ever again. So it's like one awkward moment leads to years of happiness. Yeah. Versus And now I have room for moment. someone that I'm going to really vibe with. Yeah. And be on the same page with. So this is important. And I think too, like if you're a salon owner and you have those and you have staff that drive you insane. I mean, there's many things that you should try before firing someone, but at the same time, you know, fear of firing someone because you're going to lose their clients or because you're going to lose money is a hostage or situation. Or even fear of losing your staff. That's the yeah. worst. When I have, I've had, um, I've had people tell me, I'm not going to fire them yet because I, I need the money or this or that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's not worth the dollar anymore to lose your credibility or, right. or your, your sanity. Mind. Yeah. At the all. funny thing is, like, if for those of you that are in our coaching program, we t- we teach a tool called the opponent, and that really is the solution to everything. And it's the solution. Like, when we say held hostage, we don't mean being – you're not held hostage by who you think you're being held hostage by. Absolutely. You are held hostage by yourself and your worries and your fears and your insecurities and whatever voice is telling you that, how do I deal with this person? It oh, my gosh. It has nothing to do with the other person. It never has anything to do with the other person. So if you're an owner, it has nothing to do with your staff. Yeah. If you're – a hairdresser has nothing to do with your clients. It literally is your own internal belief systems, the way that you've been taught to talk to yourself and what you've accepted people to do to you. Like it's, you're being held hostage by it yourself. And you have the choice to react to the world. Yeah. You have the choice That's literally all of you have whether the choice, or not, so. yeah, of whether or not you, you don't get healthcare, but you, yeah. <laughs> but you can choose how you react to it. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, it's true. We have the choice to, to choose how we react to situations and, we have a split second to decide, is this going to affect me or am I going to remove myself from this? And I think if we can all change our consciousness to switch it to, I'm not going to let this affect me, um, it's our careers and our business is going to be so much better. And I'm not saying you're not going to have those moments because we're human and not robots, but the point is to be aware of them and try to try to remove yourself from those negative situations as much as possible. Right. And don't get yourself, don't try to give broken promises just because you want the dollar. You know, I, I, that's one thing I learned over time 
especially as a colorist, I would, would want to just do them so bad. And I knew the proper education, but then it wouldn't turn out the way that they wanted to. And because it was originally supposed to be in three steps. And now I'm just like, this is going to take three times. Like, yeah, you know, I'm very honest with what I'm going to do and what they're going to leave with. And, you know, under promise over deliver kind of thing. Yeah. It's, cool. When I was younger in my career, I'd always get really, you know, it's an ego battle. Cause you're like, I want to, I don't want to admit that I can't do this. But mm-hmm. then I realized like, Oh, it's not that I'm admitting that I can't do it. It's because it's actually impossible to do on this person. <laughs> on this you know? campus. It's actually not possible to be, it's not achievable with this person's hair or texture or finances. Mm-hmm. Like you can't afford to do what you're like. That's even another Absolutely. thing. So and yeah, stop, stop sugarcoating your price. Like, say your price with certainty. Yeah. That's how you get in those hostage situations. And then you <laughs> still end up doing it for their price versus, you know, like I state this is what I charge an hour and uh, this is how many hours it's going to take. Now I don't tell people prices. I say I charge this an hour and it's going to be three hours. And, they and then can it's do just their simple math. math. Yeah, they can do the math. And um, if they're like, that's a little out of my budget, then I give them a different op- option. Yeah. People appreciate that too. Like they don't, Absolutely. they don't have, and you, you, you keep your credibility and your respect and, um, you know, that's, that's okay. It's absolutely okay. Don't take yourself hostage is what I'm Set trying to say. Set yourself free. I want to talk about the negative feedback from Kate's article. I think it's really important. Oh, okay. So first let's tell everybody about the article. So our blogger, Kate. She wrote an article um, entitled Tame the Ego, Sit Down, Shut Up, and Breathe. It's about a little bit more mindful meditation. And it's funny, we won't go into Kate's personal life, but Kate was like, you know, I'm going through some things. Mm -hmm. And I have found this to be a really beneficial thing for me. And so she, when she was texting me, she was like, it's a little bit foo-foo. It's a little bit, you know. But sometimes we need those articles. Yeah. And I was like, girl, if if you're going through something, and you want to express it and this has helped you, then that's the whole point of our company is, mm-hmm. you know, when someone's going through something to express that. So she wrote a little bit about a little bit of like depression and anxiety and sadness and grief and loss and all those things and how meditation has been helpful and a few steps to help people on their own. And she also talked about the anxiety that we get as hairstylists yeah. and the depression that can be caused from being in this industry right? Um, based on whatever that is of working too much or not making money or even the sad stories we hear about. But we have another guest blogger from a long time ago named Evan Sowers who wrote about a more deeper depression, the more mm-hmm. clinical. About him being clinically diagnosed mm-hmm. and how he um, has created art through it. Right. And so these were two different articles completely um and we had a little negative feedback which we're not going to call this person out because yeah we don't need to go there but it's feedback absolutely and we appreciate it um and it creates conversation but she she read kate's article and felt as someone does and they have most likely have (laughs) clinical depression or anxiety that she felt that the article did not touch on the clinical side which Mm -hmm. she's absolutely right absolutely right it It wasn't wasn't, intended to yeah So, um, there is no clinical diagnosis in Kate's article. (laughs) Uh, She's not a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, she's not a doctor. And I, um, and I'm not sure about her personal life, but I'm pretty sure that the anxiety and depression she was talking about is something a little more relatable for people that are just experiencing a moment of depression and a moment of anxiety. Um, but to that person that felt that this article was downplaying that end, we do have an article um, I can't remember what it was called, but it's in, if you search depression. It's an old one, yeah. It, um, the keyword's depression. 
if you search that, there's a whole article. It's, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a long article that Evan really pours out what it was like to be diagnosed and what it was like as a creative person to experience that and how to use his career to get through that. So for this person that had an issue with it, which if one person had an issue with it, I'm sure more, more did and didn't vocalize did. it. But it's a great article. Kate's article is so great about um, a solution to something a little more superficial, right? Mm-hmm. And Evan, we do get anxiety over some stupid yeah. things sometimes. Yeah, you, know? you don't have to be clinically like, diagnosed, and it know? and it you know and it piles onto whatever is going on in your absolutely, life, right? You know, like, having no having no six N, which is the most popular color <laughs> in the entire world, <laughs> having no six N, and just you know you know, losing your health insurance or losing your babysitter for your kids. Yeah. It all, it doesn't really matter. Or you were dealing with a hostage situation before that six end situation yeah. and now you flipped your shit. You know, it yeah, happens. It's, so. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're clinically uh, depressed, depressed, but you are experiencing a form of depression or anxiety and that's okay. And this article is, you know, it's great. It's a moment, taking a moment to kind of settle yourself. Now I'm someone who actually have clinical anxiety. So, mindful meditation for me when I'm anxious does not work because my anxiety is a little bit more about probably what this girl is talking about. Um, But my anxiety was more about kind of what Evan's article was talking about. So we have both articles. I just think it's important that this person... You know what? We should... We should repost it next to the other one. So Kate's article is really great. It's a little more about a quick fix to a small issue. Mm -hmm. And Evan's is more of a long-term solution to a larger issue. Yeah. They're really great articles. They both touch on necessary moments in people's lives. And I think, but we do appreciate the feedback, even though it's negative. Because she's just a voice of many Mm -hmm. people that are probably like, this article doesn't make sense I think negative feedbacks come from lack of knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think once we're able to, you know, show her that. Next time, girl, just be like, hey, can you do an article on clinical depression? (laughs) Because we already got one. We got you. But no, it's important. It's important to talk about those things. But I love when that kind of stuff happens because it makes the article more, whether people agree with it, disagree with it, like it or don't like it, mm-hmm. it just makes it spread a little bit further. Yeah. And that's the whole point of what we're doing. And guys, a little bit further. whether you're a salon owner, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, whatever you are doing, like you have to remember to take a moment. Yeah. Like I, I know my best things have happened when I just stepped back, which is, Caleb knows, it's so hard for me because like, I don't want to stop. And then, but if I don't stop, I throw myself into a wall and then it gets ugly, you know, for trips down the stairs. Yeah. Or I tripped down the stairs. I did that the other day. I tripped so hard, but I didn't just trip. I tripped and fell onto my knees into a crowd of people. So like, it wasn't like I just fell on my own and they all tried to help and pick me up. And then text me. And then I text Caleb immediately because I thought you would find the humor in it. Like, it was hilarious. I was sitting in the bathroom cry laughing. I'm upstairs. She's now literally downstairs on the (laughs) floor. (sighs) But, you know, you have to take a moment to yourself. And we have no promos with these apps, but if you're listening, hey, what's up? But there's great uh, apps out there like Headspace. um, Headspace is fun. Or um, that just give you a moment of meditation. I actually use binaural beats. I have not heard of that. So tell us. It's, you can just download any album on iTunes. They're called Binarial Beats. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to use headphones because one headphone vibrates at a different 
level and the other one at another and level. And it's meant to calm you. And it's the way that the vibrations, and someone's going to email us that I said this wrong, but <laughs> the way the vibrations work, um, they do different things. It's like some of the vibrations will help you be more creative or stimulate creative part of your brain. Some of the vibrations will stimulate relaxation. Some of them will stimulate deep sleep. Like they all do different That's things. Awesome. So because I'm not someone who, like I get distracted with meditation, even when it's guided. Yeah. These are just constant beats that, like, it's like white noise. You can zone out. But they're, you're zoning out and they're doing things. That's great. And that's more my... That is totally you versus that's more my Headspace. Style. That's like... Headspace is awesome, though. Like, yeah. It's really cool. There's... And I don't know what... If this is an app, but on my Apple Watch, those of you that have Apple Watch... Oh, the Breathe app. It has, like, a Breathe thing now. I actually use... I returned my did. Apple Watch, but I, I well, used that. I used it once and then I haven't used it but I used it today just because it kept reminding me and, and I, it helps I had downtime but it, I don't know if it malfunctioned because I was inhaling for a long time <laughs> no <laughs> like, they were like keep going yeah <laughs> they're like you need to get this in and then out but the way it works is it vibrates and so as it's vibrating you inhale and then it does a different vibration and yeah, you, yeah. you're supposed to follow the vibrations but I'm like over there probably turning blue on set I was, in it, I was like <sighs> only these things and then i was just like you know what and then it kept saying like you didn't do it right and i was just like like, i can't i can't breathe like that so i felt great so your watch actually knew it was like your breathing's way off (laughs) you need you need to get this together so yeah use apps use what works for you every you know i am someone who struggles with meditation you can ask my Kabbalah teacher. You can ask anyone that ever worked done yoga. With. Like I cannot, my brain does not work I that love way. It. And I know that it takes years. Some people are like it takes years to like really be able to do it, and some people just get it. And I take it to a whole other level. I'm. They'll be like, you're walking on a beach, and I'm like, in my head, I'm walking on the beach, and then I see my friend, and then we go get ice cream, and then they're like, oh, but we're going in the water, and then I'm like, bye, friend, and then I like walk back and go to like, I literally make a whole show. It's not like it's not like a simple thing like and then like we're going up into the sky and like all of a sudden I'm in a spacesuit like it is like a child's imagination through the whole meditation to the point that I like almost don't come out of it because I'm so in my mind but when I insane I don't have that when I do come out of it I'm just like that was awesome and I feel great because you were just daydreaming yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) is that the point of it so I uh yeah I'm different I need like noise and instruction and like I'm just, I'm different with it. But I found what works, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing. Too. That's the point of it all. And in New York, having buzzing binaural beats in my ears, so I can't hear anybody on the train, and I can just, like, focus on whatever sound is in my head, that <laughs> is wonderful. But, uh, yeah, so the article that Kate wrote was really great. Um, if you haven't read it, you can go to destroythehairdresser.com to check it out. And those of you that love our podcast, we get a lot of feedback saying how much you love our podcast, but... Are you checking out the blog? Yeah, because there's a lot on there. I mean, if you love the podcast, you are going to love the blog. It is like topic by topic by topic. And it's short and sweet and simple. Short and sweet and simple. And we put them out every week, every other week. Yeah. So, awesome. And Evan's article, again, I cannot remember the name. We'll repost it. We'll repost it. But if you, you can, when you go to the blog, there's a search. And you can just type in depression and it should pop up. But we'd love to hear your topics, like, especially like your feedback with like, if you've struggled with depression or hostage situations or you've discovered a way to solve your anxiety ridden mind, whatever you've discovered, we'd love to hear all of that feedback. But you can either DM us on our Instagram account at destroy the hairdresser 
you can email us info at destroythehairdresser.com or on our Facebook fan page, mm-hmm. which seems to be more active. Yep. We've been getting a lot of messages on there, which is great. Yeah. And we love reading mail. We love answering questions. Mm-hmm. So please don't forget to do that. But we love you guys and we will see you in two weeks. Bye guys. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.